Welcome back. This is episode 209 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo! And Stat Guy Rye. What up? I got SGR in the studio. We live. First time we've done a show together in a while, man. Yeah, man. What's up, fellas? When's the last time the three of us did a show together? I have no earthly Punch in the pod? No. I actually don't miss no. it like for an everyday thing, but I miss it to a point where like I'd love to do it again soon, like once well, we, every six we months. We probably could do it soon and then maybe set up maybe multi-camera. Are we six feet? We're not. See, that's the thing. We're not six, we're not six feet, but we are brothers. We're brothers. Uh, Chris quarantined for 14 That's the days, thing. So as long as your immediate family, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, is it, that's the thing. That's That's the thing, yeah. Or family. So uh, we are all back together. I, it, it's been a while because I think it was just me and Ryan. Then it was me and Chris. Then we took off a week oh, for yeah. Christmas. Shit. And then uh, it was me and Ryan again. Last but it was week. really like two. It, it's really two weeks because we record on the weekends. You know, so we record on a We record because we release a show on Monday, but we recorded on a Saturday. We didn't uh-huh. record that next Saturday. And then that whole next week we don't record. So it's really like two weeks of not recording there. The week before that, it was just me and you. Our last pod together was November 30th. That was the last air date. Wow. So almost two months. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Falling apart. We kept it going though. You got, it's had, January 9th. I actually had to turn you guys off last week, to be honest. Why? Why is that? I just wanted to jump through the fucking radio when I was listening in the car. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's well, not a bad I thing. Did, I thought we had an excellent show last week. It's like, you know, no, no, no. You guys do an excellent show yourselves, but I was just, I wish I was there to disagree with you on, on a lot show. of things. Yeah. On what? I wanted to fight Ryan and I gave him, I gave him a little bit of a break because I knew he was hammered. Seven out of 10. Which yours, you're a good five and a half out of 10 right now. He's been yeah, drinking yeah, since he got Ryan, to my Ryan house. showed me his whiskey glass before we started recording. So what's That's the, his third one. What's the number Second today, one. Ryan? Uh, uh, Five. Five. Yeah, five. So you're halfway drunk. He's a good five out of ten. Halfway there. You're halfway there. Living on a prayer. Yeah. (laughs) But when you were talking about, I just wanted to debate with you on this. Let's do it now. When you were talking about how the Yankees are going to wait for for next year's free agent class if they don't sign their guy now. Mm -hmm. And I just, the only thing I want to say to that is there's no more waiting. And you've been the, you've been the number one guy to that. So that's never an excuse for me especially when you're talking about a guy like DJ LeMay. When it was Patrick Corbin, Mm -hmm. I was cool with it because, again, we've said this in the past, he was just the sexiest name. He was not worth that money at the time. Now he is because he won a World Series. But it's not like that for DJ. I think he's the... I think he deserves that contract. I think he should get that contract. It's because I'm not, when I say those things, it's not me as the, as a fan talking. It's me trying to put myself in, in the shoes of how the so Yankees So you're pretty much operating. saying the Yankees suck at operating the team, which is yeah, fair. Kind because of, in a way, kind, I mean, they right haven't now won they a World Series do. in 2009. They haven't been in a World Series since 2009, and they have a top three uh, richest payroll in all of baseball. 
Mm. Oh, but yeah, you know, and I had to get into a conversation with somebody today about, oh, you know, the Yankees make more money than anybody and they don't, they don't spend enough. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up for me because it makes me feel more competent when I'm debating with people. They do spend money. They're not cheap. They just don't spend it efficiently. Look, I don't care. We how many, didn't we argue about this like a bunch in yeah. 2018? Yeah. About and this is when the revenue charts were prevalent, and everybody was posting them like, "Oh, the Yankees spend X percent." And my whole point was like, okay, let's say like the Blue Jays make 300 million dollars a year, and they're spending 150 on payroll. That's 50 percent. So if the Yankees are making a billion. You want them to spend the same percentage on payroll as the Blue Jays, so the Yankees should have a five hundred million dollar payroll. How does that make it? I mean, I never understood that logic, nor do I understand the logic of people having an issue with the amount of money that the Yankees spend, and saying that they're cheap. If the if the Yankees consistently, except for the year that they dipped under the luxury tax, that year that we all knew that they were going to do it, they consistently have the top payroll in Major League Baseball. How can you tell me that they're not spending money? Your argument, and we've said this a bunch of times now, your argument needs to be they're not spending the money properly. Yes. And two quick things. One, please take a second, leave us a five star rating and review. If you've been, a, especially if you've been a longtime fan of the show and you haven't left us a review on iTunes, please take two seconds to leave us a five star rating and review. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Yeah, maybe, and the maybe like. Throw maybe a maybe like throw down. a likey. Maybe got, throw a dislike. I got if a few you want. comments because, you know, we haven't been together. So the video aspect has well, been. Well, YouTube's tough. been messed up, but yes. we got it working again. Uh, you know, they, they're, they've had a lot of strict rules going down. Over at YouTube, so they uh, the upload speeds have been extremely slow for people, and uh, it yeah, got, man. got a little I crazy. Got a f- I had a few people though. Hey, where's the video? Yeah, where's the video? People are pissed. But shout out, shout out to my boy Mickey, who's uh, Mickey the, is who's the biggest hey, troll. Yo, Every week though, he's listening to us. So he is because he'll reach out to me want, too. Yeah. But shout out Mickey, and you're he listening wants to this. To, send me a text, and he's in fucking in love with uh, what's his name? Al uh, Savis. He um, still thinks know, Alfredo, so Alfredo Savis is the best relief pitcher. Yeah. Better than Mariano yeah. Rivera yeah, to ever pitch. One. Anyway, mm-hmm. we have something special for you guys that you're, we're going to get to later on in the show. But it made me think of something. We have a clip that we're going to play later on from like tw- the 2017 season, twenty early 2018 season or whatever. And in the show, we are literally fighting over the same things we are now. And it made me so friggin' frustrated that we are now going into 2021 and we're still having the same debates about this team. And that's just not okay to me anymore. And I don't know how to feel. I really don't. I'm, I am angry right now. Well, before we actually like take a deep dive into the show, I do want to bring something up here. Uh, we don't really get political on this show and there's reasons for that. I mean, you can probably as listeners of the show maybe want to take guesses as to what way we lean one way or the other. I mean, not our peepees. Chris did miss an entire show searching for aliens. So, I mean, you can probably figure that out on your own. Um, But sometimes we'll touch on real world things because we have to, and other times we ignore them because I think that it's best to use this show as an escape where you don't have to think about that. Mm -hmm. But after the events of this past week, I think that we should bring it up and I'm going to tip my hat a little, my tip my hand a little bit. Uh, 
after the events of this past week, I was very disgusted by what happened. And I have to say this, that I do support Joe Judge (laughs) as coach of the New York Giants. (laughs) Uh, Is that an internal joke? So... Uh, yeah, it was, I, I was thinking of that one for a while Yeah, uh, and, and I got Ryan on the horn now and I just want to tell him that the team that you root for is scum. Yeah. Look, although, although listen, look, the art, I was the early part of this week was spent arguing with people about the, the giants and I get the team was six and 10. I'm not saying that they weren't good, that they were good. They weren't, but Here's here's my point, and this is we take this time because I mean we're really going to spend a lot of this show talking about the friggin' Mets. Here's my point, right? If you're a fan and you're told that your team can make the postseason, whether they're one and fifteen or fifteen and one, and all they all that needs to happen is that a rival, a team that you hate probably more than any other team except for maybe the Cowboys, if you're a Giant fan has to win the game and you're in the postseason and that team pulls the plug on a winnable game midway through the third quarter, you're going to get upset. I the, the argument that, oh, the Giants should have won more than six games is stupid because as a Giant fan, I know they should have won more than six games, asshole. My point is that once you're a fan and in the heat of the moment, the record doesn't matter. You're caught up in what's happening. Can so, I say something? Yes. Do I hate the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Do I hate the New York Giants? Mm. You do. Do I hate New York Giants fans? Mm. Mm. Yes, including you. Um, well, I hate your mother for giving birth to oh, you. Don't giving, not Ryan. Giving, not, no, not, not Ryan. Your mom. Okay, fair. Not your mom. Just right. Chris's mom. Okay. Having said that, I will say that I think every single Giant fan out there is 100% justified for being pissed. Not so much pissed that their team's not in the postseason, but pissed off at the fact that the integrity of the game was completely thrown out the window. And again, I can't, I hate the NFL as an organization, but you can't do that to a sport that you're getting paid to entertain people and whatnot and that you have pride in. You can't. And I heard, I heard Eagles players were really pissed off about it. They they did not agree with the move to bench Jalen Hurts in that game. It, you know, it's it's unfortunate though. See, this is why I, I can't blame the Eagles for this because tanking, the term tanking has become more and more used uh in sports over the last three or four years. It's happening all throughout sports. It's happening in basketball, it's happening in baseball. The the, the Detroit Tigers seem to be tanking. Uh, to 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 improve in their Ooh, future. The Astros tanked for how many years? It's not as it's the not Astros tanked. It's not as like uh, it's more up and coming in baseball than it is in yeah. But more you can't so tell sports. as much in baseball because it's the not season's so long, right? It you is know why it was such an game. issue on Sunday because that was the last Magnified. game. It was a national spotlight yes. as a Sunday night game. So if that game was played at one o'clock in the afternoon against. 10 other games, it's probably not as big of a deal. It's just that everybody was watching this. Yeah. So, and I get it. As a Giant fan, you're pissed because your team got kind of screwed out of going to postseason. My whole argument to 
people that don't like the Giants and that were ragging on Giant fans is it's not, oh, win more than six games. I know that. They they were bad this year. They played with a lot more heart. They weren't they weren't a fucking dumpster fire like they had been the previous years. So that, those were all encouraging things. But when you're a fan, it doesn't matter. If the Yankees won eight games this year, Ooh. but somehow on the final Sunday of the regular season, they needed the Red Sox to lose to get into the postseason, and the Red Sox start their double A team in that final game. You're gonna be yeah. pissed because Absolutely. you ha- at that moment you're in the you're just in that moment as a fan of the team that has a chance to go to the postseason, and that was my argument. Don't give me this six wins bullshit because no. it doesn't matter at that point. Here's what I'll say too, because I just said Giants fans are are justified. Here's one thing I didn't know when I was pissed off at the Eagles was that I didn't realize they were gaining from losing. Yes, they, they, three they, spots yes. In okay. Right. They went so to now the, the sixth so, pick. So with my that loss anger or my disgust, I guess you can say, went all to the NFL at that point because the Eagles exactly. have every right exactly. to do what every other team has done throughout the entire year. There, you cannot argue that, regardless of where your team should be, you cannot argue that just because your team had a playoff spot and it was a national game that they shouldn't have done what they done. You're if if Giants fans are mad at Eagles, it's because it's an irrational anger. That's fine. But your true anger needs to be at the NFL. Right. Because and they need to figure do whatever out. They want. The Eagles can do whatever they want, but so is a Giant fan. You're allowed to get mad at them. Absolutely. I just said that. But I'm saying your true anger, deep down, should be completely directed right. at the NFL. Right. Because if you say, let's say it's the Texans, right? And it's Deshaun Watson in the third quarter and you bench Deshaun Watson, it's not going to feel the same. You'll you'll feel that sting, but it's because it's the Philadelphia Eagles that it it, it, it makes it Wait, that much Doug worse. Peterson, dude, he you needed to take a look at Nate Sudfeld. Jalen Hurts yeah. is your future quarterback. I mean, come they on. They should have now. just admitted what they were what they were really yeah but see the only the only problem i had with that game it wasn't the tanking i i I couldn't care less i'm also not a huge football fan so there's that to begin with what i had a problem with was the next day seeing the footage of them uh going after alex smith's Smith's legs yeah i don't that 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 is something that i heard there's a good documentary on alex smith by the way I, I going should, through I that whole like injury. to watch it. That, that was he literally almost had, they a, had, had that leg amputation. They have it live. Oh, the, documentary, yeah. the documentary. Is him at, the documentary is him going to that doctor appointment and them telling him in real oh, time we might have to amputate your leg. So I gotta watch it. They have Taylor to change Heine, his name to Taylor, a leg uh, a leg smith. A leg smith smith to a G because Taylor Heineken is uh, starting for I know, Heine, the Washington football team. Heine, all right, Heine. I've hit my quota on football talk. Yeah, all right. Let's so we we've, we've uh, we're recording here. It's about nine fifteen on Saturday night. So uh, my team's in the playoffs right now. You hate football, so what does it matter? Your I do have a, I do have a I do have a loyalty to the Redskins still. I really do. They're dead. It's the Washington football team. They will be the Redskins to me, just like Stop if the Yankees sleeping. changed their name, I would always call them. The Yankees. Can, first of all, we never talked about this, and I think it uh, it kind of will segue into it because it's the Cleveland baseball team. I guess they're not going to be Indians. called the Indians anymore. They're not going to be called the Indians anymore because I, it. I think know, they're going this year as the Indians, right? And then after this year, I think in twenty is it twenty twenty one that they twenty twenty two they said they're going to get rid of so. Uh, but anyway, they're not going to be the, known as the Indians anymore. It's offensive. Uh, so, but here's my whole take. 
if anybody ever brings up the fact that the word Yankee is actually originated in being an offensive term and they make the Yankees change the, their name, I'm not watching they baseball never would. anymore. Yeah, they never would. You know, I'm because glad you, you know, know it's an offensive term. You know the would. word Yankee, it's, a, it's, it's an offensive term. You know that, right? That's how it originated. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. I so it was so Ranger, I believe. Guess. Ranger is also another potential uh, name change. No. Yankee was a slang, was a derogatory term towards English to Americans, and then it became from, uh, from north to Southerners south. to Northerners. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, I'm going to even get more offensive here because I just thought of a really funny stand-up joke that you brought up. Louis C.K. This was before he was canceled. This was back in the day. He had a, he had a joke. Do you remember this, right? He was like, they came over to America and they were like, Oh look, a bunch of Indians. And they were and the Indi- and the Native Americans were like, No, we're Native Americans. He's like, nah, you're fucking Indians. <laughs> and like that's how that I guess that's why it's offensive. Are they not is it not Indians? I don't know, but I don't know why Indian would be something that Cleveland felt they had to change. Uh, it's the same reason why they decided they were gonna change Redskins. It's the reason And do why- you think this is do you think this is like a uh like a Red Sox firing Alex Cora type thing where tensions are high in America. So they're changing the name. And then like in two years, they just go back to it. No, they won't go back to it. Cleveland Steamers. You go with that name. You got the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. You might as well keep that uh, theme going. Cleveland Steamers. Wasn't wasn't their original name like the Cleveland Spiders or something like that? I heard. I I didn't know. I I saw, I saw that name Spiders. They should just go. Why? What is it? Or the uh, I don't because like you know spiders, the, the uh the Cleveland Rockers. How about the Cleveland, Cleveland Never Good Enoughs? Yeah, or the, the Cleveland Cheeps. Cleveland Tankers. The Cleveland can't get the fucking job done. Cleveland lower payroll than twenty eight. Like ten players the in Cle- baseball make more than the entire the Cleveland. Cleveland we can't even afford to shop at Marshalls. Yeah, they got a great manager. So uh, I mean, yeah. really, in uh in. The big news this week is that when was it Thursday? It literally came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, the Cleveland, I'm just going to call them the Indians for now. The Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. traded Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to the New York Mets from Ahmed Rosario, uh, uh, one stick of beef jerky, uh, salt and vinegar chips, and the Blue Mountain Dew that nobody likes. I heard the one guy they gave up, though, Jimenez. a lot of Mets fans like. Jimenez or Jimenez? I think it's Jimenez. Andres Jimenez, right-hander Josh Wolf, and outfielder Isaiah Green, along with, of course, Ahmed Rosario. But really, if you look at that haul, the Indians really, uh, for trading one of the seven to ten best players in the game and a guy who is at the top of his game can be a low-end two, I mean, they really didn't get much in return. Do you think that... um... Because this wasn't really all about Steve Cohen and his money. Yeah, it was. Why? They how much had, they, does Lindor have left on his they, contract? Two of them are, are uh, that's $32 million of payroll they had to add this year. Yeah, but that's not a lot for two Carrasco, guys like that. Carrasco's making. Uh, for the Mets? Yeah. For the Mets in the Yeah, but that's, come on. No, if, if, all right, but if the Wilpons still on this team, is that trade happening? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so it is about Steve Cohen's money. All right, yes. That's fair. But. 
But the move, the move, the reason why, yeah, Christian, the reason the move, it seemed like they didn't have to give up too much was because, of, you know, Carlos Carrasco, in my mind, that's a solid contract. But when you're a team that's really trying to shed that payroll, 12, he's making, I believe, around 12 million this year. Again, same around the same next year and then 14 million that final year of his contract. So this was a salary dump trade. Refresh my memory on the Clint Frazier deal. We gave up Miller. Miller. Yeah. And who else? That was it. It was Miller for Frazier, Ben Heller. Uh, One other two guy. Other, and two other players. Oh, uh, two other players. Ju- well, Sheffield, Sheffield, right? Was in that Sheffield, pack. right, right. And then there was another So I just guy didn't know if they had it. any resentment towards the Yankees, and they were like, fuck it. If we're going to do a shitty deal, we're going to do it with the Mets and get and get the ball rolling for them. No, I don't think this was had anything to do with the Yankees. I think – see – I think at that point in time, at this point right now, everybody, we'll get to this in a little bit because the the I guess the weekly poll that I posted was for Yankee fans to sound off about how they felt about this trade with the Mets and Indians, and you know I anticipated a lot of people would take it from a Yankee perspective, which is kind of what I wanted. But if you look at all the dumps that the Indians have made. Outside of Corey Kluber, who was hurt the year previous and didn't pitch except for one game in 2020, who have they traded? What star player have they traded to the American League? Yeah, no one. Exactly. No one. And they're smart for that. The Indi- And I brought this point up on Twitter. The Indians are acting like the Rays act. They want to be poor, but they also want to compete. So they're not going to trade their star players when they need to make salary dumps. In the in the American League, look at where Blake Snell landed. Well, they Blake also Snow. have such a shitty division that they know they don't have to do much just to be competitive. But you know, yeah, but still, it goes back to the point with the Rays. The Blake Snell got traded to the National League. You mean to tell me that no American League team had the yeah. type of? Yeah, and you know what? That's actually not fair to even say anymore because I mean, the Twins have been good, and the White Sox are up and coming. Yeah, the White Sox are up and coming, yeah. but. You know, in the Indians' mind, they're they still want to be relevant in a weak div- in a overall what's been a weak division, so they're not going to trade, you know, uh, Francisco Lindor to uh, the Yankees or anybody in the American League. And from you know, and then you hear the trickles of the information come out after the trade is done is that Brian Cashman wasn't really in he didn't really seem that much of an interest in Lindor because his focus is still on getting DJ LeMayu. So I don't know what the hell he's doing if that's his sole focus because it's January 9th right now. Yeah. And that Lindor was a backup plan. But, you know, my message to Yankee fans, and I and I tweeted this in several different ways because, you know, people are stupid and they don't know how to read. So you have to send the same tweet five written five different ways, hoping one of them connects with, with people is that just because the Mets got this deal done for that price point doesn't mean that Brian Cashman could have offered Tyler Wade, you know, fucking Davey Garcia and and, a, and a hardly any, you know, and two fucking nobodies to get these two guys. It would have taken a lot more, in my opinion, for the Indians to have traded uh, those two players inside the American League. Way more. Not, no, and nobody's in a rush to help the Yankees. We see no. this how many times? It, Clint Frazier for Archie Bradley, you know, and Brian Cat. Maybe that's a deal they should have made. I don't know. But again, this goes to my point where Brian Cashman doesn't want to be held up. He doesn't want to pay the quote Yankee tax. But 
there needs or to the become luxury a point. Tax. Well, that's Hal's that's Hal's baby, not uh Brian Cashman's, but there needs to become a point though where Brian Cashman says to himself, I need to overpay. I need to get somebody in here. Yeah. How many trade deadlines are going to have to go past now where we've, you know, me, I don't know if you have, but me, I've given Brian Cashman the benefit of doubt and in hearing some of the trade proposals. I'm like, this guy's not worth what they're being asked. But if you get a, you know, a guy that's a third starter on here, even if they're asking ace level prices for him, you know, a third, a third starter can make all the difference for the yeah. Yankees when they have Garrett Cole and fucking Tanaka, and then they got to go and play hokey pokey with Davey Garcia and that asshole. And game yeah, I think Cashman needs to change his perspective from how valuable is the player they're giving up to how valuable is this player for what we're needing right now. Instead of looking at a guy like, oh, I'm giving you this ace-like stuff for a third starter, you know, Maybe we need a third starter. Maybe a third starter is as valuable as they the price they're putting on him for us right now, and you just fucking do it if you need to do it. But for me, I got to say, I'm with each day that passes, I have been getting more disgusted that the Yankees haven't signed DJ, but also at the same time, more optimistic that they will. Because I feel think- like he would have been signed already somewhere uh-huh. else. Uh-huh. Well, here's uh-huh. the... Uh, we'll take, we'll, let's look at this trade in a, in a few different ways here. Lindor going to the Mets, to me, takes one possible suitor for DJ LeMayu out of the equation. Yeah. Because now you here's – the, here's the funny thing, right? Yankee fans are so twisted sometimes that they're so worried about how saying he doesn't want to go over luxury tax. Well, Sandy Alderson came out and said that it's not a directive from Steve Cohen, but it's something he doesn't really want to do, and that's go over a luxury tax. So the Mets are playing with that 210 in mind. So if they already brought in a middle infielder that's going to make around $20 million this year, and they need starting pitching, or well, they, they took care of that with Carrasco, but they need bullpen help, and they need a center fielder, you know, and they want to pay George Springer, how does, it, how does bringing in DJ LeMayu for $25 million make any sense? Right. And now you hear... Who is the other the other two teams you keep hearing linked to DJ besides the Yankees, the, the Blue Jays and the Dodgers? Uh, well, from what I understand is that DJ LeMayu doesn't like the uncertainty of of the the Blue Jays because of COVID and them not being able to have a quote home base anymore. Where would they, where did they play last year in Buffalo? Mm-hmm. You know, at a minor league park. Yeah, so that kind of takes them out of it. Unless they unless they're going to go berserk and offer the guy like thirty five million dollars a year, and then the Dodgers who are apparently only around DJ to kind of light a fire under Justin Turner's ass, and they only really would go to DJ as a backup plan if Justin Turner went anywhere. But as Ryan and I talked about last week, this guy's 36 years old. Yeah, I, I was shocked Me when too, you guys yeah. said that. Yeah, and you know what, too? You got to look at it from the other perspective. We know Brian Cashman, is, you know, is a, it, it's a lot about his ego, and he doesn't... Trust me, he does not like the fact that Yankee fans are walking around going, oh, at least the Mets care and want to win a World Series, and the Mets are doing things. And I think that could light a fire under Brian Cashman's ass to get this done. But is this slow play that we've all been screaming for how long? Give him what he wants. Give him what he wants. Give him four for 100. Give him the fifth year. Give him this. Give him that. Is this slow play that Brian Cashman is taking with DJ LeMayu? Is that going to end up working to his advantage? Because everybody else that would be in the DJ LeMayu market is going to fall off now, and it's just going to be the Yankees. Well, that's why I just was just saying at 
the same time, I'm getting more optimistic that they sign him because it just, it, I feel like he would have been signed by now by one of these teams that have the money to, to pay him what he wants. And the fact that they haven't and other moves are still being made by these teams that really take them out, like you're saying of the DJ race, DJ's market value dropped big time after the, the Lindor trade, in my opinion. I mean, so that's the big, a, that was a team that was a, that was a big team that could have signed him easily for what he wanted and they could have used them. So <clears throat> the uh, report after the trade concerning LeMayu here is that LeMayu still wants to be a Yankee. It's expected he will still be a Yankee unless, quote, he feels disrespected by the Yankees' offer. Now, do you, what did we hear the offer was from the Yankees' side? Four for 84? Yeah. I don't find that to be disrespectful. Do you find that to be disrespectful? Mm-hmm. Now, Grant. Now, yeah, at the time, the yeah. What he, if it were now, if it were now, yes. Uh, no, I would I, not find it disrespectful. But at the time, yes, I do. I think it, I think that is. So we're, so he should leave then. He should feel disrespected and leave. Well, no, because that he's getting a nine million dollar a year raise. Well, no, because now he's kind. It kind of bit him in the ass. But I think well, if Brian Cashman comes back and says we're going to give you three for forty eight. Yeah, that might be disrespectful. Man. Where where are the Yankees mm-hmm. spending that money if they're not spending it on DJ? Tell me where they're spending it. Tell me where they they're need, spending that money. Because that's what pisses it. me off. That's like being the best employee at your job and, and your contract's up and your company's going to re- rehire you. And you've been the most productive at your company <laughs> and your boss comes back with less years and $16 million less than what you wanted. And, and then no they just sit and they don't do anything. And then are you getting a ra- You're still being offered a raise. And I but I valued that. myself... At, at a higher rate than that. And I think I deserve that because I've been the best so then employee go there. Find, and then this is what the Yankees are saying. Basically go find another company that will pay you what you think you're worth. Right. And that's why I'm saying, I think it bit DJ in the ass. And I think that really, that's really shitty for him, not for us, but it's shitty for him because I think he deserved the money that he was asking. Not 125. If that was true, Right? Isn't that the final thing that came out that he was really asked for 125 for that five? That was one of the rumors, five for 125. Because yeah. I I haven't been on the show since then. But if that's the case, then 100%, I wouldn't be mad at the Yankees for letting him walk. But I told you, my limit was the five for 100. I think that's a friggin' steal. I think it's a steal. It's less money than you're paying him a year if if he took the 484, no? Yeah, that a million, yeah, it's a million. So, who cares about the fifth year again? If you think in five years you need to be worrying about uh paying him for another season, that means that you don't know if you're going to win a world series over the next five years because we all know the second they win a world series, that contract is worth every penny. I, I think that I kind of, I kind of touched on this the, the last podcast. That this that if you you have to keep in mind this luxury tax it, it, it until they prove otherwise for them yes for keep the, it in mind for them not is, for me no not for fan. you but as 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 a as a team well, until what they, do we always talk about though you have to if we're gonna sit here and debate something we have to look at it not only from a fan perspective but what is actual reality so for so me what I th- what I how I picture actual reality if they are thinking about this luxury tax right now let's say they 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 get Lemayhew. 
and they give them 25 over five years or even 20 over five years. Over these next five years, you are going to have at least two players. Players. Players whose contract will be up that you will have to pay that much, if not more than us. It, it will be more than what DJ makes now because, you know, the market value, it, it usually increases every year to begin with. But you're going to have to pay Glaber Torres and you're going to have to pay Aaron Judge. And if depending on how Sanchez is, you'll have to pay Gary Sanchez as well. So that's three more guys that you're going to have to pay 20 plus million Hold to. On, Christian. And if that's the case, then you aren't going to be able to afford yourself the to stay under that luxury okay. tax. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Let's take let's be fair and just take Sanchez out of the mix so yeah, that which I kind so of that listeners do. aren't going, no, fuck no, I, I really don't even, I'm I'm talking Sanchez sucks. I'm talking more about Glaber okay. Torres and Aaron Judge. Okay. So ready? When when is Glaber Torres' contract? Twenty twenty three he will be a free agent. And that's in how many years? Two more years. Okay. And uh, Aaron Judge. Same. Maybe next. Uh, After uh, next year. the year previous. Yeah. So, so, wait, so then. Uh, so whether no, they sign him Glaber's for. 24. So what you're telling me is the only way it makes sense for them in your perspective here, which I'm not arguing with your perspective. I understand where you're coming from. What you're saying is the only deal that makes sense for them is to only sign DJ for one year then because. Even if they signed him for a three-year deal at twenty million a year, it's still overlapping. Three years is much, much different. The way I'm saying this, in than five years, because if it's three years, then you'll only have to worry about one extra contract rather than two extra contracts over the five-year span. But you're still paying those players anyway. But, but you're you are, but you aren't paying. Them what if you annually. win a World Series after those in three years? It, it doesn't matter if I'm trying to get under the luxury tax, how many games I win, how many titles I get. The fact is that I'm trying to stay under this luxury tax, and I'm not going to be able to over, if I pay okay. DJ LeMahieu that much over five I years. I understand Because then I have argument. to pay Aaron Judge, and I have well, to pay Glenn. Can I just poke, can yeah. I poke a hole in here? Yeah, your, please, uh, in, please. Cause I, because yeah, cause I'm it. looking at the numbers now, right? So, it, And this could be why the Yankees want to sign DJ LeMahieu to a four-year deal. Glaber Torres is a free agent after the 2024 season which is four seasons from now okay so then uh, that makes judge, sense aaron judge is a free agent three seasons from now so so that makes ryan, sense and i under, completely understand ryan's point but that could be why the yankees are trying but to did you understand so that that so strengthens my that strengthens my yes point, no? now it does but then i agree with you okay so what i'm saying is you agree with my counter argument then christian because now but, it makes sense so now your argument makes more sense to me because Okay. Torres is in four years now. Okay. So now I get it, but... Which it would still be a three-player overlap with under, LeMahieu, Judge, Understood at five years. Yes. So that at was my point. Years, yes. right, that was my point. So why would the Yankees offer him four when you thought Torres and Judge would have been signed in that time yes. anyway? See, yeah. Now I get it. And what I'm going to say is, why do we care so much about this luxury tax when we haven't won a World Series in 11 fucking years? Not just that, haven't even won a, a pennant. Mm-hmm. I haven't even won a pennant. I would have taken a pennant. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pennant's great. It's a prestigious yeah, thing in, I, in I baseball. I agree with you, man. I agree That's with why, you. That's why, and here's what, I, this is bringing back to the Giants, right? That's why everybody says, why do you want to win a division at 6-10? and 10? Because they haven't won a fucking playoff game since 2011. Right. That's why. <laughs> right. And you know what? Who's so, What three guys have said more than us back in 2018, even 2019, look, we get it. You got to stand in the luxury tax. They're trying to build this team up to be ready in 2019. 2019 2020 whatever 
In 2017-2018, we we were behind the Yankees organization saying, we get it, we see the future, we see the plan, they're not going to be ready till they're telling us 2019, so we need to be smart now. Guess what? We don't have to be fucking smart anymore. What we're being is cheap, regardless of how high our payroll is, because I get it, we spent that money. They are being cheap because they didn't, they didn't come through with what they promised us. They, their plan failed. They did not execute it properly. Therefore, we should not have to pay for that. We are loyal fans to this team. We live, breathe, and die for this team. And you're going to sit here after 11 fucking years and tell me that you're worried about staying under a luxury tax when you haven't won fucking jack shit? Give me a break. Give me mm-hmm. a break. Okay. Are you uh, done? Okay. Tommy, by the way, rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. A legend. R.I.P. Okay, Tommy uh, Lasorda wasn't as good uh, as everyone thought he was, but rest uh, in peace. Okay. He, he managed for 20 years. He only Did he we only get a Francesca tweet series. out of that death? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see it. If if he did, I'll check right now and read we it. We used to we used to need Stack Guy Ride for stats. Now we just need him for uh Francesca. For Francesca tweets. Is he still tweet? I, I agree with 99% of what you just said. Uh, can wow. I, can I guess the 1% that you didn't agree with? Yeah. Um, can't think of it because I was fucking 100% correct. You were, I don't agree with calling them cheap when they're still going to have a $210 million payroll. Okay. When they got this ask you team. Can I no, listen to me? Okay. When, they, when they got this team and tell me that this that you're going to have $110 million payroll. Then you can throw around the word cheap. Okay. I will agree with you under one circumstance. Yeah, what's that? Hal Steinbrenner and Brian mm-hmm. Cashman okay. hold a press conference, and they mm-hmm. sit there and look us in through the camera and mm-hmm. say, just speak directly to Yankee fans. Fuck reporters. And they say, we have failed. We are failures. We have failed our loyal fan base who has always stood behind us. Uh-huh. We did not execute our plan we tried to spend the money we tried but we failed and now we're worrying just about us thank you have a good day sorry to break it to you but we're more worried about us even though we were a bunch of failures for 11 years than we are about our fans have a good day okay and then i then i agree with you but from my perspective mm-hmm. they're being cheap because they clearly don't care about the value of that their fan base brings to them. They clearly don't. They then clearly they would, don't. Then they wouldn't have signed Garrett Cole last year if they didn't care. Mm-hmm. Disagree. No, I don't disagree. Because if they really didn't care about the fans, why would they go out there and give this guy the largest contract Let me ask you a ever question. for a starting pitcher? When they signed okay. him, did they think they were going to win a World Series the next year? I, bo- I would hope were they so. Favorites. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, not like bullshit. Like, honey, you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want to be. Even though your daughter d- can't even kick a soccer ball two feet, yeah. but you're telling her she could no. be a soccer star. This they're, wasn't they're like legit, a, of legit. course we, we think we could win the World Series. No, when they fucking signed that contract, they were ready for that next year because they missed out on 2019, right? That was their year, so they were pissed. They went out and got their fucking white whale. In 2020, they felt 100% that that contract was going to pay itself back in one year, and it failed again. And when you continue to fail, you cannot just sit on your fucking hands and tell me that you can't spend money because you failed. 
if that's the case, again, then don't own a baseball team. Again, this guy's committing more money than any other owner to his payroll. What is the limit? How far do we go down you know this what? line? We were offered Randy Levine. I think we should have him on the show, and I'll grill him. I will. I, I right. want him to tell me if fans are justified for feeling this way and why we should or shouldn't be. And I, I would love to hear that from from a, from the president of the New York Yankees. I really would. Well, as I said, I am not. I, I'm not in the mood to listen to them tell me about the luxury tax. But I'm also not going to sit there and accept the fact that fans want to call this team cheap because I don't believe it. Well, you there's a difference between there's a difference between the two things. There is a difference because they're paying one guy thirty six million dollars per year, and they're paying another guy twenty five twenty five million dollars per so year. So you're we get I they're paying their closer sixteen million per year. It's not what they're spending; it's how yeah, they're spending. It. I agree, Christian. Yes, they as an organization, as an organization, as an organization, as an organization, they are not cheap. They are not cheap. Right? We know that. As an organization, they are not cheap. Not, right not now, cheap. they are acting cheap. They are being cheap. Because now they're caring about more about their own well-being than they are about themselves failing. They're not holding themselves... Here's a better way to put it. When, they're not holding themselves accountable for their own failures. They're telling they dump, us to accept... When they do what the Indians and Red Sox did trading their best player a year before free agency because they can't afford to trade to sign him, then I'll tell you that they're cheap. And so until they do, they start doing shit like that, then I'm not going to call this team cheap. And let me add to that point, Christian, you're, we're still, it's still up. If I'm the Yankees, I'm this, I'm trying to think logically here. Okay. If, but if you're drunk, I'm a little buzzed. Are you past five now? Yeah. Uh, five, five, three. I only took Ooh. a few sips. Sippies. But you have to think of for two things. One, what's the competition like and how many and and what is my what is my road to the postseason? And it looks like those two questions have gone now in the in in, in favor, favor of, the of the New York Yankees because who who did they face in the ALDS last year? The the Cleveland Indians and the Cleveland the Indians uh, uh, excuse me. In the wild card series, in the wild, yeah, I, the first round, they they played the Cleveland Indians. Now the Indians are gone. I, yes, of course there is the possibility that the Blue Jays step up, but it's 162 game. It's a full season, and the White Sox maybe step up. But you're looking at a, a the one of the teams in your way was the Indians. The other teams in your way were the were the Tampa Bay Rays. They just lost their ace. Blake Snell's gone. The other team in your way was the Houston Astros. They don't have Justin Verlander this year. So you're if, if you're putting well, yourself they don't have uh, uh, George Springer either. They don't have don't and again, yeah that I forgot I meant to I meant to say that as well. And they don't have George Springer either. The guy who who he was a Yankee killer in the postseason. So when you're thinking that way, as a, as a in in the front office of the New York Yankees, you it, it it's it has to be the perspective of well the Indians are gone, so we just hopped over them. Springer's gone from the Astros along with Verlander. We just hopped over them. It's it's the Toronto Blue Jays we have to worry about and the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins, maybe the Oakland A's and maybe even Tampa Bay. They'll Never find the a way. I, I agree. But I'm just I'm throwing it out there. So when I look at the competition, I'm not going over the top for my in my free agent acquisitions because I don't necessarily need to make these moves okay. because because let me just finish one mm -hmm. thing. I'm, I have an extra playoff spot. So, and, 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 and 
look, this this all comes down to how this this whole play thing plays out. Will there be an extra playoff spot? Is the playoff format that the should same? be answered before it the should be. off season? Should have by been, the way, it should have been. It should have been, been, been answered by now. They still don't even know if National League's going to have a DH this year. That's fine. But if crazy. you're telling me right now, if you're telling me, and maybe they know more than we know, if you're telling me right now that this this year, uh, this upcoming season, and potentially for the remain for, for in the next CBA that you will have a, 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 a different first round format and an extra playoff team than the New York Yankees should, shouldn't, they should not add anybody because that first round's a crap shoot. And all that matters at that point then is to get into the playoffs and the Yankees 100% have a team that if they don't make the playoffs, then they're, they, they literally have to change everything top to bottom they will make the playoffs because it's going to be 162 games Astros made it under 560 games there's going to maybe be another team under 500 again if they add that playoff spot the Yankees do not need to make a move okay and to make the playoffs which is if I'm an owner that's all I care about make the playoffs and then let the players take over from there okay here's where I'm just going to refute the idea that we that they're that they should be or are looking at the competition around them right now. Here's why. Just answer yes or no. Mm-hmm. Christian, you can too. Mm. Do we have way too many question marks than you're than you're comfortable with in the rotation? Yes. Yes. Do we have uh too many question marks in the infield right now? If LeMayu is unsigned? Yes. I'm talking about right yes, now in this yes. moment. Oh, sure. Yes. I wouldn't say too many. I mean, we have eight questions. Well, considering we had one of the worst defenses in the league last year, and now we lost DJ. Le- right now, we don't have DJ LeMayo. You wouldn't say we don't have too many question marks, and, and Gio Urshela might not be back for the start of the season. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got that butcher over at first base, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yes okay. or no? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, do we know? Do we have a question mark with the guy who was supposed to be the future behind the plate for the New York Yankees? Okah Higashioka, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have question yeah. marks in the bullpen? Considering that we don't know, uh, we we know we lost Canley. Re- regardless, we, you're losing Canley. We saw how big of a piece he was. <laughs> and do we not have question marks in the bullpen when that used to be our strongest yeah. suitor? Yes, but now can I? So when you have that many question marks, two years now. We're going into two years post when we were supposed to, when we were told we win a World Series. You're telling me you're looking at competition around you? Mm-hmm. It, it, you don't even have competition with yourself right now. Did they make the playoffs without Tommy Canely? No, no, no. I get your point. I get your point 100%. But what has, I mean, first of all, yes, we got our ace, but now, like we just said, there's too many question marks. There's too many what ifs. And the what ifs could turn out to be beautiful for us. What if Sevy comes back healthy and mm-hmm. lights out? Fuck yeah, what dude. What if Herman? What if what if Davy Garcia is a stud next year, dude? Yeah. This team could be filthy. What yeah. if they sign DJ? Hell yeah. What if Judge doesn't get hurt? What, what if, if Stanton yeah, Clark perform comes through? Great. If it were just if it were more of, you know, yeah. Look, do we need to hope they come back healthy? Whatever. If it were maybe just that instead of, are they going to sign DJ? Do they have money to get another pitcher? Can they do this? Can they do that? And they're not even signing the best player that they've had for the last two years? I'm sorry. I just, I feel like they're being completely complacent right now when they absolutely cannot be. I will agree with, I will, I will bite my tongue 
eat my words, if they don't make a move at the deadline to improve this team. But in terms of they have a roster right now currently constructed to get them to that deadline at a competitive rate. And that's if I'm running a team, that's all literally all I care about. You, and then in the and at the deadline, that's when that's when if I see something, that's when I'm like, oh, see my somebody mid, say something. My middle infield is weak right now. Let's go and get a okay. free agent. I mean, let's go and no, trade right. for someone. You're right. And you said Max Scherzer, which made Scherzer, my eyes my open babes. up. Okay, but here's a point I'm going to make because we t- talked about it in the beginning of the show. Nat- Cashman calls up uh, the Nationals. Nationals are out of it, whatever. They heard uh, Scherzer's going to be up on the block. <laughs> what kind of taxes are the Nationals going to put on Max Scherzer at that point? They need to stay competitive. It really They just depends. won a World Series. They want to stay competitive for their fan base. They're starting to build baseball back in D.C., and it's been great for them. Do you think what kind what tell me where that deal's starting? It Probably starts with the is. it starts with the the Washington Nationals record in July because if it's a ter- if it is totally I'm not talking about their record when they won the World Series. I think they were at what 19 and 31 to start the year, but then by the All-Star break they were they were somewhat they were a 500 team yeah. before the All-Star break. Yeah. They were not even in the playoff I think race. they got over 500 by the break. They, it was 80, we like thought 80, Scherzer 80, and them were going to be traded at the deadline that year. So so that's the if if the Nationals which I mean they're adding pieces as if they're not as if they are going to be competitive but if they are not competitive I am talking well, they signed Kyle Schwarber today. Just they, just yeah. to help you in this point real quick. I'm saying who cares what their record is, we know at this point that they are giving up Scherzer to someone. Right, but that that leverage is all predicated on their record because if if they're if they're twenty and sixty at that point, then they don't have a reason to keep Scherzer. If they're if they're if they're five games within five hundred above or under, they can always use that argument. Well, we're in the race for a, a playoff spot, and we know once if we get in, we can go on a run. So that's where the leverage lies. It's in whether or not the Washington Nationals are competitive, whether or not whatever team the New York Yankees are trying to trade with at the deadline. It's going to be much different this year than uh, this past dead deadline because everyone was pretty much in it at the deadline because it was only X amount of games. If I'm giving you- up Max Scherzer, I'm out of it. And if I'm giving up Max Scherzer and I am still think I might be in it, I'm not. See, that's the thing. I'm saying from the only way the Yankees get Max Scherzer true uh, without having to give up Jason Dominguez is if they aren't in it. But I'm saying, what about the Yankee tax that we just talked about? Everyone wants to spike Cashman in the Yankees. It's not just going to be Dominguez. It's going to be more than that. It's going to be a guy that they can pop right into their it won't into their lineup. It's going to be a Clint Frazier on top of Dominguez. No, I don't think so. I do. No, I do a, because I don't it's think a, it's th- a rental they, from a team that is. I'm. I'm talking about. I'm, you have to. You have to assume. I'm. I'm saying that the Nationals are going to be a terrible team this year. At that point, that's the only way the Yankees will get Max Scherzer. And then at I don't that think point, you got. You really fully understand what people. We don't care because we want to win, and we don't give a shit about prospects right now. But I don't think you fully grasp what people think of Dominguez around Major League Baseball. That if Brian Cash been offered him in a fucking trade for a rental for Max Scherzer that I their GM down there in in uh in Washington would do naked cartwheels down past the White House. That's how excited he would be. Would he get arrested? For two months of Scherzer, yes. So that that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the the team the teams at the deadline that the Yankees are going to 
make moves with, they just they have to be out of it by then. That wasn't then that wasn't the possibility this Brian year because Cashman's of COVID. Job to negotiate off of Dominguez, but if you if I heard that Jason Dominguez got in the way of the Yankees getting Max Scherzer and the Yankees lost in the ALCS because they didn't have enough starting pitching past Garrett Cole, that's not acceptable at that point. Because what is Jason Dominguez to me but a myth? Mm-hmm. He's like he's like Thor is all he is. He's a fucking fairy tale. And again, what are you doing? It's the same thing that the Indians are doing with their guys that they don't necessarily want to get rid of. You're moving him to the National League. You're getting him out of your your uh, your league, and you don't have to worry about him anymore. So that's that's definitely a, a team that the Yankees are going to to make a move with, man. If if it comes down to the Washington Nationals struggling and they are not competitive at all at that deadline, then the Yankees will trade for Max Scherzer this year. You would hope so, anyway. They'll they'll try to. He, he I'll tell you this: Max Scherzer won't be pitching for the Nationals in September if the Nationals aren't competing in July. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Absolutely if not. Be stupid. Well, there you go. So then, so then, what other team should he go on? My point to you was Yankees? was really that it didn't matter the leverage of their season. They're giving up Max Scherzer because they're out of it. So we knew that already. What I'm saying is. Why wouldn't the Nationals be like every other team and say "fuck you"? I want more than Dominguez, because, because I think Cashman has offered. Matter. I think Cashman has. Let's be fair here. It's not just that Cashman wasn't willing to give up a little too much. It was that the guys that were being offered up were not truly just not worth what they were asking for. It was more of a "fuck you." You're the Yankees, so give me way more than than I should. This deal makes way too much sense for the Yankees. This deal would make... What, what would make the Nationals say, yeah, this is a great deal for both of us, Brian? We'll help you and you help us. Thank you so much. What makes them different at that point? It's a Honestly. Mo- it's because, Chris, it's a move where the Washington Nationals You're telling say, me there's not another me. pitcher listen. in the minor leagues on another team that could be just as good as Dominguez that they'd rather deal with you know, than Jason the New York Dominguez Yankees? isn't a pitcher, right? Whatever. You understand that? Because you have what to- is he, an outfielder? Yeah, center fielder. Yeah, center fielder. Come on. Whatever. Because, Chris, look, think, well, of, no, think of yourself. As, I'm, no, I'm saying it in my head, I'm Nationals, thinking of Scherzer, you dick. If you're the Nationals and you're, again, this all predicates on being, uh, on, uh, to not be competitive at this point. You have to say to yourself, well, we got to get something for Scherzer. He's definitely not, we're not getting him back. Right. I understand that. I'm saying how many other teams could have said the same thing and said, well, the Yankees are giving us a pretty good deal here. We should take it. But they said, nah, fuck you. We'll find another well, team. And how many, te- that how many has of those teams were American as, League teams? That has just as good of a guy, and we'll just deal with them instead. We'll ask you for 10 times more than we're going to ask for them. But then we'll they go see, and, and we'll teams- get. What was the team that took way less than Cashman actually offered? Wasn't it Stroman? Wasn't that the, uh, it was the Stroman, when Stroman went to the Mets, it was uh, for Robbie Ray, maybe? No, I don't, I, it I, was one I, of those guys. Sure. I, I don't know, but the famous one is Garrett Cole. They asked for way more from the Yankees than they ended right. up getting. From, okay, maybe uh, that's what I'm thinking of then. My point is, what in your mind right now, yes, it's perfect. It's a perfect, Nationals are out of it by the deadline. They could, Cashman calls over and, yes, we wanted him. Thank you so much for calling us about Dominguez. Yes, we will do it. Do you want us to to fly Scherzer to you? And we'll come pick up Dominguez from you. We'll make this as easy as possible. Thank you, Brian. What makes them so different this year? What, because it makes sense to us? Yeah, a lot of the deals made sense to us. 
you're telling me there's not other guys like Dominguez out there that the Nationals could get and and, yeah, and feel better about themselves. But are they on the? Are, are they are they in the American League? Are they? What I, I don't think for? the league thing matters with a rental though. I, yeah, well, right. When you're getting them, when yeah, all right. I, that's so fair. that's I, I mean that's my point. I'm going to stand behind it because again, what makes them different than any other team that's been because well, right, Dominguez, Dominguez, Dominguez is on another level, fucking, though, Chris. He's go a top play with five your fucking trade simulator. And let's Dominguez Dominguez is a piece that if you if you offer him, you could virtually get practically any player in baseball sure. for him. Sure. There's there's a I agree with guys you, you, dude. I'm on your side. For him. Trust me. But I'm saying that, that... Would the Yankees maybe have to chip in other low-level minor leaguers? Maybe, but they're not going to give up a starting outfielder no. it, along with It Jason would Dominguez. be Dominguez and scraps, if anything, more. All I'm saying is, guys, this will be the last thing I say. Oh, Chris I is don't, done talking, so now I, we have no, to No, 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 because I know you want to move on. You just said you want to move on. You want to play with your simulator. What, that's what you call it now. No, you, you want to move play on. with your fucking trade simulator. What makes them any different than any other team that... We're not different. We're all the same. Right. I mean, you just said they'll probably just ask because it's a rental and it's Scherzer. The, they sh Dominguez and Lola Pros should get it done. Yes, I agree with you 100%. But why would it just be that easy when every other fucking deal for how many years now? He's different though, bro. This is different. This it, is not, it's uh, different. This kid's a potential phenom. It's not nobody in the Yankees organization has been thought of as they think. What would Jason you do Dominguez. if it, what would you do if it was put on the table and Cashman said we just couldn't we just couldn't fathom giving up Dominguez for a rental? Well, then he should be fired <laughs> immediately. Uh, well, you know, he's ranked number of, uh, he's number one in the Yankees organization. Outside of uh, you know, making a trade for uh, Carrasco and Lindor. Carrasco and Lindor. The Mets are really rubbing it in the Yankees this week. Uh, first of all, we found out yesterday that they signed Chris's favorite player, Tarpy Tutus. Tarpy Tutus. Uh, Stephen Tarpley is now a Met, which, you know. Solid pickup, man. I'm jealous. But here's the one that really irks me. They went out and they actually did it. They did it. They went out and they signed. The Lord and Savior, Brandon Drury. The greatest. The New York Mets actually went out there and stole our Lord and Savior, Brandon Drury. Steve Cohen prayed to Steve the Lord. Steve Cohen. That he said, please bring me down. Send down a guardian angel. And guess what? He didn't get a guardian angel. He got the Lord himself. And now he's a New York Met. So, so now... So we immediately, I, first of I all, let me not. just say what a dickhead you are. Christian's been doing this thing now where every time a uh, guy is signed that was a former Yankee, he'll text and be like, can you fucking, this is the text. I, oh, it was three separate texts. O sent M sent G. The Mets really fucking did it. They signed him. And I'm now I'm in the middle of doing something serious at the time. I fucking dropped my phone, walked outside, took a deep breath, came back, and I was like, I don't even want to Google this right now. And I typed in DJ LeMay, you Mets. And the only thing that came up was like, the Dodgers could sign him. And I'm like, he's fucking with me. And then I look at the next text from him. He goes, Brandon Drury is a New York Met. <laughs> Who did I do that with like the day later? You got him back on someone else, I forget. But anyway, so it immediately sparked 
an idea to go back because it's one of our favorite. Honestly, I think all three of us can agree with this. One of our favorite moments of any episode. And I really, I got to give myself credit here. I cut this where it sounds like it's just one straight rant from Christian, but it's really not. This was a, this was a 20 minute rant from Christian where we thought he was going to have a heart attack at the time. And I really kept us out of it as much as possible because Christian just kind of really you had you edited it in the part where you said greg bird was the hold on i got hold on (laughs) no 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 no. i gotta i gotta defend myself here what i said was greg bird and i use the words right now is the future first baseman of this team i said right now when you look at things back in perspective he was he at that time he was the future so i I was right uh uh-huh but God, I cringed when I heard it come out of my mouth. So this is this is a treat for longtime fans of the show. When I tweeted something he about the Lord and Savior it. yesterday, it got like eight likes, which I know that you eight people are like the hardcore OG fans of the show because this was like what episode fifty eight, episode fifty seven like. or fifty eight, yeah, yeah, right. And for you newer listeners. Uh, just a taste of what it was like back in 2018. When yeah, we, we apologize about the audio. Audio is not as good, obviously. And uh, But it's like a minute. I cut it down to like a minute and a half. But I couldn't leave out any of this content. So it's a minute and a half. Enjoy it. This was back in what year, Christian? This is 2018, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to play it. I'm going to take a deep breath here. I cannot... I don't even want to hear anybody utter the the name, and I'm not. I don't want to curse because I want my point to be. I made agree here. with you. I like. I don't. This. I don't even want to hear the name Brandon Drury said in my presence anymore. I don't want to go on Twitter. I don't want to see at Christian underscore nyyst or n nyy sports talk. I don't want to see you tweet those two words to me anymore. I cannot. And it has nothing to do with the guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he donates his time to sick kids. He might even go to church on the weekend. Or if he's a, or if he's a Jewish fellow, maybe he goes to synagogue on Saturday. I don't know. He might be a humanitarian, the greatest guy since Gandhi. But I hate Brandon Drury. I cannot stand the, the sound of his name anymore. And I'll tell you why. Every single time something goes wrong in the Yankee universe this year, Play Brandon Drury. Brandon Drury's got to play. And and it's just a turnaround. The turnaround on these people of these of this section. What do you can we give them the 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 Drury crew or whatever? We'll come up with a cute nickname for it later. Drew crew. The Drew, the crew, Drew crew. The Drew crew. Okay. <laughs> and when Drury made this team out of opening day and Andujar was in AAA, my God in heaven, you would have thought that they killed Jesus again because Andrew Hart was in AAA for Brandon Drury. Now Brandon Drury is Jesus. That's assuming you're not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get your Do you point. understand what I'm saying now? Oh, it was too good. It was too good. It, that's only like at the tip of the iceberg. Of it really, honestly, Classic. if you have some time, go back to I think it was episode fifty. I'll pull it up. I'll find it. Yeah, I think it was episode. If you have some time, just go back. It, when does the rant start? Around like fourteen minutes. fourteen minutes. Don't you don't have to listen to anything else. Just go back and listen to the full thing. Like I said, it didn't sound like it flowed right through. Yeah, that was cut within twenty four minutes of audio. 
20 minutes of audio. I cut that together. It's episode 57. 57. 57. And it starts at the 14 minute mark. Yeah, check what's that the out. what's the title of the episode? Maybe they can just like uh, the type title it is in. just Christian and Chris lose their cool. Yeah, and it's more than that, but you could yeah, just type that in. It should pop up. up. Yeah. But I mean, that was all genuine. I said this during the show. I was like, this is not an act, by the way. We really we were angry about that at the time, and that that bird the uh the drew crew the drew crew the I, wonder drew how crew. They, I wonder how they feel about uh brandon drewy back with them in new york with the mets they're probably they probably hate brian cashman's guts right now you know and like remember I the yellow sunglasses mm-hmm. dickhead remember when he yeah. couldn't see and he it's finally he finally told them after half a season of batting 100 yeah, yeah. it was like it was like the middle of may and he's like oh yeah i have migraines and i can't see dick and I actually, in that rant, if you listen to the full thing, I actually thought he was going to be a solid player for the Yankees. For what I thought he was not. Look, LeMay, you turned out to be a MVP candidate each year, but for what the Yankees envisioned LeMay to be, I thought that was what Brandon Drury would have been. If you really remember Drury the year before, it was a we were actually pretty excited about the pickup. It was a good move. The fans could even, you know, the fans ruined Brandon Drury for me. And, and you know, I oh, for sure, said, for sure, much said as much. Um, but let's go to Twitter here. Unless there's anything else about this trade that you want to kind of pick apart. No, nah, no. Uh, I, you know what? I, I will say this to the Met fans. I don't, are there Met fans listening to the show? Probably not. But, you know, if, if you, if you have Met fan, friends or family and you want to send this along to them i would greatly appreciate it uh go fuck yourself okay Mm -hmm. i as a yankee fan i know i have no reason to have animosity towards you and i don't i'm excited for new york baseball go fuck yourself but i have no animosity towards you that francisco lindor is here because he's one of the best players in the game and now I get to watch him on a regular basis because he's going to be on TV a lot more being playing for the Mets. I've always said this. I like when the Mets are good. I like watching baseball. So I don't want to watch a shitty Met team when the Yankees aren't playing. I want to watch good baseball. So when the Mets are good, that works out well for me. Just as long as they don't beat the Yankees, right? What do I have to complain about? But you cocky son of you cocky Ryan. We came up with a new ac- acronym, right? Jocks. 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 I love that. Jocks. That was a good one. Okay. You cocky jocks, and it's not jocks like you know you think. It's it's an acronym. J O C S. You figure it out for yourself what it fucking stands for. You cocky jocks out there now that you got the richest owner in baseball and you got Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco and you just want to fucking stick it up our ass now and say, let's go get DJ LeMay, you too. Go fuck yourself, okay? That's my point here is go fuck yourself. Stay the fuck away from DJ LeMay, you. Stop trying mm-hmm. to needle us because guess what? You got to play us this year. You don't want to fucking poke the bear, dog. You don't want to poke the bear. That's it. Bunch of fucking jocks. I don't need to hear about let's go get these real men. You and fuck the Yankees and their fans. No, fuck you. Okay. Fuck you. You know what? Honestly, if any Met fan gets in my face this year and even begins to bring this up, you know what the fuck I'm going to say to them? Get the fuck out. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. Didn't lose my temper. 
But fuck you, okay? I no animosity. To, but I you. listen to Boomer and Geo every morning, even though I borderline Feels, feel them. bad for you. Okay. And I got to hear Boomer the day after they make the trade. Let's go get DJ LeMayu. And then he's inviting all these, son, these fucking jocks to call in and say, yeah, let's get DJ. Fuck the Yankees. No, fuck you, bro. Fuck you. Mm. You will always be the gum under our shoes that we constantly step on. So, yeah, I don't have any animosity towards you because I don't feel anything for the gum that's under the bottom of my shoe other than to get the fuck off me, bro, because I don't need you on my shoe, you worthless piece of shit. Mm, definitely. So go fuck, you. go fuck yourself. Very low levels of animosity. So stop bringing up DJ LeMayu. Congratulations. You got one of the best players in the game. Stop fucking trying to pick a fight where there's no fight. Okay. You're talking about jury, Done. right? Yes. Best place. Okay. So let's go. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. We, uh, we on, lost Christian. Christian for a second. He can't hear us. Can you hear us oh, now? I can hear you. Yeah, we, you cut out for a second because my stupid ass started playing with the wire. Um, Let's uh, read about five to seven. I got a bunch of comments here. Let's read about five to seven of them. Let's react to them. The Twitter question this week was, what is your reaction? Sound off, Yankee fans. What is your reaction to the Mets acquisition of Francisco and Doran Carlos Carrasco? And for me personally, and you guys can chime in if you want before we actually get to this, I'm more upset over Carrasco than Lindor because I don't really so I. think the Yankee. I don't really think the Yankees need Francisco Lindor, especially if they're going to go out there and re-sign LeMayu. Right. What's the need? No, yeah. But, I, I actually, Carrasco would have been a nice piece to this to the Yankees this year. Mm -hmm. He really would have Again, it goes back to what we were saying is that this guy's probably a third starter. We would have had to pay an ace price on him. To, now, to we're not him. saying we don't want Lindor or that he's not a great player, but we're just talking about what makes the most sense. Carrasco makes more sense for the Yankees right now if they're going to sign That one, I DJ. heard they got him on top of Lindor. That one was like, whoa. Yeah. Now, that's, that's, yeah. A, real, that's a real deal there. All right, so we'll start with our boy at Stadium Status, the other Ryan. I don't know you who know, to be called. I know other. you love your boys, you know, that come in. I love them, too, just as much. People mm. must sit here and go, they probably only have, like, three followers on Facebook. They no, but I'm, I normally, like, I like to try to switch it up, but I'm reading his comment because He's I just love what he says. He's just yeah. that good. And when I, when I saw this phraseology, I said, That's not I don't want to play favorites. But I'm going to read this because I love what how he, he says this. He goes, we now live in a world where the Mets have a front office and owner that the Yankee fans are jealous of. I never thought I'd utter those words. Good for the Mets, but most of their fans are fucking worthless bottom feeders that disappear in August. And rightfully so. Fucking love that. that Thank you. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? Uh. uh at and uh, Costanzo twenty four was not George mad when Costanza? I Costan Costanzo not oh. Costanzo uh, was not mad when I saw Lindor to the Mets. Actually, figured he would end up there. Was the best fit and a great move for them. I'm furious that the Yankees didn't get Carrasco though. Would have been the perfect guy to slot behind Cole. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. just talked, we just touched on that. I, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if furious is the right word because again, I don't know if the Indians would have actually pulled a trigger on a deal like that. If they if they could have got a, a package they could have lived with for just 
Lynn Dort and then maybe, you know, Cashman been like, hey, you know what, I'll offer you this if they would have actually did it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just, you know, it it seems like Carrasco, it kind of had, the way that they traded him, it had to be tie in, tied in with Lindor because it was their way of dumping Carrasco's salary. So I guess that's why he ended up uh, with the with the fucking Mets. All right, here we go. Ryan, you were you were here last week, right? I think so. Remember when I did Partially. the top five? You remember when I did the top five things that Yankee fans need to stop doing in 2021? Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? Ready for this? Uh, now, I'm going to preface this by saying if you are going to leave a comment on a poll that I leave like this, understand that you might get ripped to shreds when I read it on the show. Okay? Just understand that. I appreciate the support. We love the fact that you listen to the show. We love the fact that you want to be a part of the show. But if you got the balls to leave the comment, just know that you're opening the door to get fucking smacked in the mouth. We say it all the time. We love you. We appreciate your support. But Dr. Go Fouch yourself. At Mikey Troy, 65, do something. George is rolling over in his grave. Mikey, you dumb fucking jock. The guy is dead. 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 So dead. Dead. He can't even, he's so dead that he can't even roll over in his grave because there's not enough of him left over. So to roll fucking over. dead. And he was a big dude. He I was mean, a big dude. Let it fucking go, guys. Do we have to go back? Go back and listen to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Stop with the Georges was alive shit. Most Yankee fans right now weren't even Yankee fans when George was really in his prime as the owner of this team. Yeah. They just love saying it. They hear everyone else saying it. It's like the trendy thing to do. It's a cool thing to do. Didn't we say that once the Yankee fans parrot a lot of shit that they, act, they hear but don't actually know what it means? Yeah, probably. Probably said it more yeah. than once. A lot of people do that. Uh, Dandy the Yankee. Great trade by the Mets, but bad for baseball. This is an interesting point. MLB should bring in regulation if teams aren't going to support their fan base in a game. Not a good offseason for the Razor Indians. I mean, for you what know, they're paying, I mean, for what they're paying Lindor, you know, they can't afford that for one year. Something I just want to, it just reminded me real quick. It's a real fucking shame, and it should not have been allowed. I just want to stress this one more time to go into this off season with the question marks of, will there be an NLDH and will there be uh, an extra team again in the playoffs? That makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in the market. It makes a huge difference in the uh, approach from each team, the strategy. Uh, I'm shocked. Yeah. I never even thought about that really. Yeah, it's a part of it. Look at sure. a guy like Nelson Cruz. He's holding out. Look at uh, he wants to know if there's going to be a DH in the NL. I mean, yeah, even Dominic. I thought. See, I thought Dominic Smith might have been a piece in that trade because the the there won't be a DH for this year in the National League. But uh, yeah, I mean that's definitely something that needs to be addressed sooner rather than later. All right, I'm going to read a couple more real quick here. Uh, at Keen Yo, Quinoa. Yeah, good for the Mets. Their fans deserve it. The Indians are a joke, and their owners should be forced to sell the team. 
uh, maybe not a, a well-known fact, but James Dolan's brother, I want to say, it's a, definitely a direct relative of his, is part owner of the Cleveland Indians. Huh. But you know what? And I do want to, this makes me think of an interesting point here. The Indians are affecting my fucking business now by doing this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, think of Munch, bro. Right. The fuck is he going to care about a Yankee Indian series when the Indians have won 12 games in fucking June? And they're not even called the Indians anymore. Damn. Yeah. I mean, he's going to call me to get my perspective on shit. No. The fuck is they're not going to care about baseball. No. You're ruining the brand, bro. I'm huge in Akron. He is. The fact. All right. I love this one. This one's funny. People from that's- Akron don't even know they're from Akron. That's, that's how <laughs> fucking irrelevant Akron, Ohio is. Keep going. Uh, Ruiz C says, fuck Lindor and fuck the Mets. <laughs> Simple to the point. And we'll end it with my boy Frankie's too loud. Until the Yankees obtain a legit number two starter, I'm going to be disappointed. The Mets got those two for a pack of Bubblicious, a Milky Way, and a Milky Way. It's a great trade. They're getting closer to being a, a real contender. You know, which do you do you agree with the statement that they're a legit World Series team now after this trade? One hundred absolutely, one hundred percent. I I really do. And, and I'll if, tell you what. I'll go as far as saying even before this deal was made. That just the simple fact of getting new ownership, having a different feel to the organization could have put them over the top to begin with because they, ha- they have one of, if not the best rotations in baseball. Mm-hmm. So we know how far that can go for a team. But, you know, to me, Frankie's comment there is like, okay, I'm I'm angry on so many different levels that I'm I'm more disgusted at the fact that DJ is not a Yankee. But what really makes me angry about it is that it reminds me that we don't even have a number two starter right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Sevy's going to do, and it's bad enough that we don't even know if DJ is going to be Yankee. Let alone knowing who's going to follow Garrett Cole. That's going to be effective, and, and without that. Without DJ, it's one thing, bad enough. But then on top of that, not having a known solid number two starter, that those are two things that cannot and should not happen. I'm sorry, 100% agree. What's our time cue right now? We're running 120. Hour 20. All right, so I think, all right, so we'll wrap up the show with this because I don't I think if we don't bring it up we're doing a disservice I don't know if you guys have heard Garrett about Cole it pine tar shit yeah um, I'll read this directly from the Bleacher Report it says former Los Angeles Angels visiting clubhouse manager Brian Bubba Harkins named Garrett Cole Dylan Bundy Matt Andrees Yusmero Petit and other pitchers as those he supplied with an illegal bold doctoring substance in, in an Orange County Superior Court filing Thursday, according to the LA Times, Mike D. Giovanna Harkins, who is engaged with a court battle with the Angels and MLB, revealed the names in an opposition to monitor a to in uh, in an opposition to a motion to dismiss a file on behalf of the league. A text message from Cole uh, were among the documents submitted, and here's the. The text message. Hey, Bubba, it's Garrett Cole. 
I was wondering if you could help me out with this sticky situation. Cole texted in 2019. Sounds like a, we sounds don't like a sexual assault. Hey, Bubba. <laughs> we, I have a sticky we don't situation. See, we don't see you until May, but we have some cold weather road games in April. Uh, I'm sorry, but we have some road games in April that are in cold weather places. The stuff I had last year seizes up when it gets cold. There's yeah. more information uh, that Harkins was fired in March and is claiming he was made a public scapegoat after MLB memo warned the league would begin enforcing a long ignored policy banning substance, blah, blah, blah. So this guy's out for blood after being fired. He named Cole. Apparently, I think Scherzer and uh, it didn't mention it in Bleacher Report, but I heard that Scherzer and Verlander's name also came up in the document. Um, what do we make of this? All right. I'll make two quick things. Unless you want to go, right? I, just one, just one quick thing here that caught my eye. What? That that's not a real text message, dude. If you <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't go, hey hey Bubba, it's me, Garrett Cole. Let me <laughs> yeah. let me self incriminate myself before I ask you to give me something not, that's illegal yeah, yeah. in a time where baseball is it's so magnified with banned substances at that time. Even I you know just this. Oh, January twenty nineteen. It was a year I was, ago. Oh, it was only a year ago, and right, he was uh, it was on his burner. I heard yeah, his burner. Come, phone. come on, dude. You you really so if it was twenty nineteen, that means it was only a year ago. Garrett Cole, I don't think would be stupid enough to say, "Hey, Bubba, it's me, Garrett Cole." It's me, Garrett Cole. What do you My got? address what, is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy, the guy had had to have some sort of inclination that he was going to get paid heavily uh, in that upcoming oh, offseason. No, he was signed already. Oh, oh, he was, he was a. No, right? No, no. I'm sorry. This was the this was the year leading into this was the final year of his deal with the uh, Astros. And again, this can I just January 2019? Yeah, yeah. Make one more okay. point before Chris, before mm-hmm. you go, is, and this might be a bit insensitive, and I apologize if it is. I'm sorry. I'm not listening to someone that was fired by the Los Angeles Angels, a team that has over the last five years has has been the most controversial team in terms of uh, of the reports we've heard with banned substances and their players using these Drugs. substances. I'm not trusting what I hear from a, 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 a guy at that position for the LA Angels when you saw what happened with Tyler Skaggs and that and entire the ordeal. Disgruntled. So, so I mean, yeah, he's disgruntled because he was fired. And and it's like there's already a weird, um, you know, not weird, but like it's 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 a it's, there's a stigma. Ca- there's a caution to listen to these guys because there was an unfortunate that was very very terrible what happened, and it seemed like a, a large part of why it happened was because the people that were employed for the Angels in those positions to to get those types weren't they of, going? I don't remember the entire story, but weren't they going and get the drugs for Skaggs? Like that's what I that's yeah, there of, was a staffer there, right? Yeah. So I mean, at that point, I'm not I I can't if it's any other team, maybe I have a little bit. I and obviously I have a Yankee bias involved here too, but the Angels, I'm not listening to a staffer for the Angels. I have three different feelings on it. The first one is off of your argument, if the if the text messages are legitimate, they can verify them. I mean, and if they are, they are. To me, it does not incriminate Garrett Cole. It, it doesn't. Do Can we put the pieces together? Sure. And do I, do I condone the, it, any pitcher doing it? No. Do I know every pitcher does? Absolutely. Um, that doesn't make it right, but... Every every pitcher does use. I mean, we used to watch. We were talking about this before. We used to watch Clay Buckles. He'd have the gel pouring out of his hair 
the guy didn't even throw a pitch yet, and somehow his hair was that wet. Chris, Whatever. how many pitchers do we see constantly touch the bill of their cap? Dude, I used they to know, do it in college. Every, everybody that meant knows it's going. Everybody knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and, and, and you, it doesn't make lot, it right. And a lot of the batters don't even care because they'd rather the pitchers have control of the right. ball, knowing they're not going to get a fucking ninety-eight yeah. mile hour and pitch and, to the fucking dome. And to me, it, there's just not enough evidence there to incriminate Garrett Cole on it because he doesn't say, "I need some of that. I need some of the stuff to help me pitch better." The formula you put together and blah blah blah. He he was still not enough to the point where you know. A judge would be like, yes, this is definitely whatever, and then MLB finds him or whatever they want to do. Regardless do of all Garrett, that. If it's true, you hate Garrett Cole Absolutely now? not. Do I? Do you want the Yankees to get rid of him? Absolutely not. Here's my last point and my, and my biggest point. You as a man, whatever this guy's name is. Bubba. Bubba. To fucking be a snitch. scummy enough to to be providing these players with whatever that they're texting you that they need it. And then you go and snitch and fucking drop their names after you've been caught. You are nothing but a fucking coward piece of shit. So fuck you, you fucking jock. All right. So, and this is not original because I've heard other people say it, but I'm in complete agreement with it. If, there was such a stigma behind whatever this is going on, whatever he was using, because we just referenced it. A lot of pitchers are doing shit. It's just the egregious things, like when Michael Pineda literally had it dripping off. That's what we said. We were talking about this before. I'm like, I'm like, every pitcher does it. It's when it's when pitchers are blatant about it, like fucking Pineda's neck was just literally pine tar. Like, batters were going up to Pineda's neck and using him for the pine tar instead of the actual right? fucking pine tar. And a lot of batters don't even... It doesn't even bother them because it just helps them control the ball. It's not giving him more velocity, more cut, or whatever. But if there was such a mm. stigma of, about it being illegal, why is Garrett Cole using his real name? Why yeah. is Garrett Cole not having some... Some fucking jabroni that works for him. Call this fucking guy. Why aren't pitchers required to show the bottom of their cap in between every innings if it's that have big a, of a deal? Have a code name or something. At least go initials. And like you guys were saying, if, it, if this was really Garrett Cole, why would he say it's this is Garrett? Because like if I didn't, if I knew you in passing and I got your number from somebody, I would introduce myself in a text message so you knew who it was. So that part, I believe that it could actually be Garrett Cole. But if this was, if this is so frowned upon, this is a rod like Craig Carn said this, and it's complete. I completely agree with this. When A-Rod was doing steroids, he didn't walk up to his fucking steroid dealer and be like, yo, let me get a fucking cycle. He sent his cousin to do it. Yeah. And look, here's another point. We all know this. Whenever there's these like things within baseball that are really kind of, you know, everyone knows people do it, but you're not supposed to whatever. When there's a guy like this guy, Bubba was the guy for this shit, right? How many yeah. different players truly knew to go to him, or at least that other players were going to him. Probably a lot of diff- a lot of the teams in the league knew about this guy, right? Or knew what he was doing, right? I'd say a good amount of teams knew. How many times does Garrett Cole touch the brim of his hat in a game? How many times? Literally after, before every pitch. How good is Garrett Cole? 
Is he? Would you say that he uh, ruins teams' hopes of fucking winning ball games? I would say at worst he's the third best pitcher in the entire. Why sport. hasn't one team, one team, came out and told the umpire to check the brim of his cap because he keeps touching it in between every pitch? Because that manager has ten guys on his staff to do the same. Correct. Correct. Hey, Bubba, it's me, Garrett Cole. I pitched for uh, your division rival here. Uh, it's me, Garrett Cole. Uh, I have a sticky situation over here, if you know what I mean. Do you know anyone that could put a potential hit out for me? Please. It's me, Garrett Cole, by the way. Uh, this is uh, yeah. This is me, Garrett Cole. I was wondering where I could buy large quantities of heroin. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if my last text went through. The, just the, to confirm, this is, this is, Garrett, is Cole. Garrett Cole. And this is Bubba, correct? This is Bubba. This is Garrett Cole. I live at 123 Main Street in Houston, Texas. I pitch for the Houston Astros. As a child, I held Cole. up a sign that I was the biggest Yankee fan ever and always need, will be. Do you need my social security number to <laughs> confirm that this is Garrett Cole? Please. My wife's maiden name is Smith. <laughs> I will verify with a selfie. My first pet's name was Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, you know, a lot of people are now going to bring this up and it's be like, oh, see, Garrett Cole's a cheater. Houston. No. I mean, as Yankee fans, do we really care? I mean, do we really care? Though? I don't. It's not even worth me caring any, anything about. So, I mean, to me, it's a non-story. What's going to happen if we find out this was really Garrett Cole and he used some sticky substance pitching for the Astros? What, what I mean, what's going to happen? Are we going to demand the Yankees trade this guy? Mm, no. Just go no hats. Because, from, from now on, for, for this year forward, no more hats in Major League Baseball. For pitchers. At, yeah, for pitchers. Have to wear headbands. Yeah, that's cool. And to me, this is such a, yeah. I mean, to me, this is such a non-story. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's a yeah. non-story to me. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be more to come out of it. If, if I'm going to worry. And I don't like it. Justin Verlander and I'm not going to make a big yeah. deal about him being linked to this shit either. Cause no. I don't care. No, you know what I do care about? Uh, when teams like set up fucking, uh, cameras <laughs> in center field yeah. and bang trash cans and win world series because of it. I mean, and if this guy was working for the angels, if you had to pick one team, what, what's the worst pitching staff in baseball the last 10 years, you would say it's the fucking angels. This guy has this incredible magic fucking product and his teams it still sucks. So I mean, yeah. What, yeah. And, and, doesn't and, add and, up. and let's just be, and let's just be yeah. clear about something, right? Why do guys take steroids? Why do get big? No, why do p baseball players take steroids? Perf really, ball. really older guys kind of leaving their prime. Why do they take steroids? Uh, so so they, they can keep going the farther, right? And so they can stay competitive and they can make more mm -hmm. money. They can reverse the aging process. And would you say that any competent pitcher, uh, any competent hitter who took steroids? Really, I mean, you still had to be pretty talented to to be great, but it did give you a clear advantage. Why isn't okay. there Why isn't there more Garrett Coles out there? If fucking pine tar under your hat is that effective, yeah, then it's not. It's just not the same thing. You are not enhancing your performance. For, you are in a sense, but what I'm saying is, every pitcher would do it if no one's getting caught doing it, and it's that big of an of an advantage. Everybody, everybody would be a much better pitcher. Everyone would be. Okay, Garrett Cole's a cheetah. Okay, yeah, he's really not that good. Rest in peace. Well, to according, career. I mean, you know, I, I 
had to debate a few people today on Twitter that told me that that was a terrible contract the Yankees handed out to him. Mm, I would love to debate those people. Well, they're there. Go. No, I'll wait for them to win a World Series first. So, so if they don't win a World Series, it's a bad contract. Um, to me, if they don't win a World Series under those ten years, it's just a, it's a nothing contract. It's not good or bad. It's literally nothing. Irregardless, is this not something they had to do? Absolutely. So it's not a bad. Contract. Doesn't make it good. We've had this. We've why had did this they debate? Okay, before, okay, fellas. okay. But why did they have to do it for what? To they want well yeah okay why did they, they have to, to do it series. you just said didn't they have to do it so why did they have yeah. to do it well I, I to win a world the series if they don't win a world series then why is it good it's why not it bad, bad it's not I didn't I said it's not bad either it's just nothing it's n- neither good nor bad it's just nothing so uh, I'm not gonna sit there and go but that deal they fucking did with Garrett Cole I know they took another ten years and didn't win a world series but that deal was good no it's just nothing. Uh, they just I will sucked. never look. I don't. I will never look back on that deal and say it's something they shouldn't have done. No. No. Same goes with Stanton. I, they got him for a steal at the at the time. But here's my point. The last thing we'll say here today. Here's my point with fans that are so worried about these contracts. Right? What do you care? Why do you care what happens at the back end of the deal? The point is to win at the front end of the deal, and then you worry about that shit later. You want you want you want to play in that part unless it's of DJ LeMay. If you want to play in that part of the playground, you got to do you you got to do certain things. Unless it's DJ LeMayu, you well, know that, you know and there's you know well, the you know best what? player there's, on your team for the last two years. Unless that's, it's him, that's, that's you and I talking. But there's certain fans that also don't think the Yankees should go past three years for this guy, for DJ LeMayu. Yes, <sighs> go fuck yourself. Then I send you a tweet if we could get of from some somebody that said if we could get him at the right price. I mean, come on now. What are we talking about here? Fucking bunch of jocks. Bunch of jocks. All right. You are not going to sign elite players and telling them, you know, Garrett Cole in the prime of his career hitting free agency. Hey, Garrett, let's give you a four-year deal. You're going to sign? Is he going to sign that deal? No. So when are you ever getting an ace on this team? Right. Never. Didn't the Yankees do the same thing with CeCe Sabathia? Correct. This, that, that's my whole point. Who they have to win a World Series. Yeah, but who cares about eight years, eight, nine, and ten in a deal? The, the contract was not signed for years eight, nine, and ten. You did it to ensure the fact that and, he's here while he's pitching in his prime. And DJs wouldn't wouldn't matter past past three. It DJs shouldn't wouldn't, matter past DJs three. DJs wouldn't matter in four or five. I've been making this it, argument it from day one. It shouldn't matter past three years. I've been if making that argument. The Yankees haven't won a World Series in the next three years. We have a major problem. The Yankees don't win a World Series this year. We have a major problem. And that's been my hands. number one. I've stayed consistent with it from the beginning of why I felt the five-year, $100 million contract was beyond fair for the Yankees, and they should have jumped all over it because it was only $20 million a year, which was only $1 million more than the qualifying offer. It was a fucking steal and no one cares about the fourth and fifth year because if you're not winning a world series within the first three you are fucking your problems are way worse than having to pay dj LeMayu for four and five well you know you know pat ryan on the back he made a great point before with the way that they might have to pay torres and, and judge why and you know what i don't fun. agree with it 
fine that you don't have right. to agree with I don't because I don't care about the fourth year anymore. I don't care about when I'm signing Glaber Torres. If again, mm. if I don't win a World Series by the time I have to pay Glaber Torres, I have many bigger I have much bigger fish to fry at that point. Right. And this right. is an argument that we have been having for weeks now we about to how two, two episodes back to back to get all the content in. That we that two things can be correct at the same time yes right well yeah to to rational people in this world yes correct the yankees need to win a world series in the next three years to make to for right they need to win a world series next in the next three years and then the fourth and fifth years are irrelevant but also to keep their payroll in check they don't want to pay several guys over $20 million a year. very So that's why they want to limit the deal to four years. Two things can be correct at the same time. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ryan, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, the only, the only thing I'll have to... I, I only have one little thing to say, and that's I'm very worried that DJ LeMay... That's who, what she said. Yeah, yeah, she did about i'm worried about lemayhew and the dodgers because the story of the, the last week first it was the padres right getting snell adding some pieces then it was the mets and now it's kind of we're at a point where it's like the dodgers might be thinking well what about us we just won the world series now it's time for you to remember who we are let's go out and let's get dj lemayhew why haven't and they yet because I think that this week is going to be very telling for the DJ LeMahieu market. And I think by the time we film our next podcast, he'll be signed somewhere. And I'm just worried. Think, I'm worried I that I said about an hour ago, I think they're waiting for Justin Turner. Yeah. See, that's, that's where my optimism lies completely on Justin Turner and where he ends up. Because if he's not I mean, a this, Dodger, then I'm, this, then he's this fucking guy wants a four year deal at 36. Yeah. That's outrageous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And he won't get it. That's that's but, that's the only thing I wanted to add. I'm good. Okay. I'm tapped. <clears throat> Are you done? Done. Chris is exasperated. Exasperated. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to episode 209 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, I don't know what. I'm really confused as to what is wink going on on twitter right now why we're losing so many followers so please spread the word I'm not follow that confused, us but follow us on twitter you know you, you you are you tell me i'm literal lucy you're fucking literal lucy no you cannot only you pick, can be literal you cannot you, pick only up you on sarcasm you, you cannot pick up on sarcasm if your life depended on it <sighs> uh. But yeah, so please follow us on Twitter uh, at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, and Ryan, just to before we wrap up the show, that episode that we took the cut from today, that was that's our anniversary. Chris wow. and I have an anniversary when the Yankees signed Mark Teixeira. That episode is our anniversary because if you listen to the opening of the show, that's when you graduated from being my friend's brother <laughs> to my friend. You were my friend long before that, but I'll take it. Okay. Ryan's gonna text you later and say, Hey Bubba, I have hey, a Bubba. sticky situation in Yeah, Actually what what Ryan and I are gonna do later is we're gonna we're gonna text about Cobra Kai. So I gotta sign off here and go watch season Boom. two. Uh oh yeah. Best show ever invented. Wow. Fuck yeah. breaking bad. We, yeah, we, yeah okay. maybe, maybe we'll do a pod down the line. All right, come on. It. We're gonna All go down right, this fucking fine. rabbit hole now. No, we're done. We're done. Oh, the last thing I'll i I'll there say. There we go. Right? I knew it. Here we go. 
to anybody on the fence about this show, there's times, and I've even had people say this about Breaking Bad, where they're like, the pilot's not that good. It takes a couple episodes to get into it. You are hooked from the pilot on this mm, show. Agreed. Okay. Wax on, wax off, motherfucker. No mercy. Fear does not exist on this podcast. Mm. Thank you for listening to episode 209. Stat guy, Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.